Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard Cast. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Jordan. And uh, I sh- hello. I forgot. I forgot to say what the podcast is, Jordan. Edgeguard Cast. Yeah, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. Oh, is that what we do? Huh. Uh, I think so. Sometimes, sometimes we just talk about uh, you know whatever tangents come to mind. Whatever game we're both playing at that time. Yeah, uh, that yeah. We're not we we're not both playing the Sekiro same game right now though, minutes. so there's not a risk of that. You know, Sekiro's passed. You've moved That's on true. to Dragon's Dogma. I'm playing Pathfinder. I, fin- I finished Dra- Dragon's Dogma, which the ways that that game can end are <laughs> fucking nutty, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. Wait, you can't. We have to start with the real game. So <laughs> yes, we do have to start with the real game. This week we played uh, a game uh, that goes by the lovely name of Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh what what is the description of it a a relaxing what city is it? minimalist strategy game about building cities on colorful islands um it's by uh, grizzly games who you may know from one of their previous or their previous game that's on steam which is called super flight um which is an- another game i've actually played and have some experience with um it's a pretty pretty cool game uh super flight it's uh you just like dive bomb around these procedurally generated rock spires basically yeah fly around and try and fly through little holes and up close to walls to get um to get like points but that's not what this game is we're playing island it's got a it's got a very similar uh visual style uh it looks the the sort of like uh assets really look similar um Although interestingly, they decided not to continue with the procedural generation. I think all the levels are pre-made. I are you sh- are you sure about that? Because I don't know. Yours. I, well, I restarted the first level, uh, and it, it was totally different. But it oh, might just be that the okay. the, the first time um, you play the game, it has like a specific island that it generates. You I don't know. You know, know. Now, now that I'm looking at it, I think that they. Well, this one looks. Oh no, it is a little different. So it looks like they have like some set features and then the rest of it's generated around that. Cause like one mm. of these levels, uh, I, um, uh, I, I recognize a part of it, but it's in a different place than it was in when I had it. So just to explain what the game is before I start talking about the procedural generation is, uh, it's basically, wait, 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 before we even do that, <laughs> we, uh, I, I looked up the names of the people and there's a happy coincidence here, Jordan. Oh, is there one of one of the developers from last week's game? Rom worked on this game. Oh, really? <laughs> Paul Schnepf. Yeah, worked oh, on Islanders. Wow. Huh. And I was like, I saw that name, and I was like, I know that name. Yeah, this game is by. Uh, I didn't notice that Fried- when I was when I was doing my background research, huh? Actually, this might be all three of these people. These might have been the same people <laughs> that made Rom. Uh, Friedman wow. Alman Roder. Do you recognize that? Do you recognize that name? That's I feel like that also sounds familiar, but I don't know. Um, and then uh, the the third person who worked on this game was uh, Jonas Tiroler. Uh, it's just Paul Schnepp. This from Rom. I just looked it up again. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that makes me feel better. That's not all the same. Three, <laughs> that would that'd be wild. Still, uh, that's pretty funny. Shouts out <laughs> to Paul. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Well, the crazy thing is, is that. Uh, Rom is like three years old, and well, whereas this game is like pretty new. It came out in the last couple months. Yeah, no, that's just a, so a complete like happy coincidence that we played the same uh, a game that featured the same person twice. That's, that's uh, so weird. Usually, when um, we do that, it's intentional. We're like, yeah. hey, we should revisit the new game by Julian Cordero or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Also, just real quick, want to shout out my boy, my boy Victor, who uh, suggested this game to me just to play it, and then I was like. What if we played it for our podcasts? Uh, he uh, he also um, introduced me to Super Flight. So I had, I had heard of this game when he recommended it to me. But once he told me it was good, I was like, all right, it's got the Vic stamp of approval. Let's let's give it a shot. Um, I praise. And I'm, I'm glad we did. But anyway, now after all that, we can finally uh, we can finally describe what the game is. The video game. Yeah. What it's it basically SimCity simplified as much as possible. It's simplified like city. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, you like that? Uh, so it's interesting they call it a strategy game because it almost feels like a puzzle game. Uh, mm. Basically, you have to hit a certain score in order to um, 
well, you have a limited number of buildings that you can place on the map. It's a city building game. And they placing a building gives you a certain number of points based on what it is, uh, what is it adjacent to. So certain buildings like to be adjacent to other things, and they don't like to be adjacent to other ones. And they're sort of like SimCity zoning puzzles uh, where, you know, like the, the houses don't like to be near the, the lumber yards or whatever. Um, and then you have to get the maximum number of points to do that. And then you get, in order to refresh the number of buildings you have, you have to get a certain number of points. Uh, and then when you get a certain number of points, um, you get to move on to the next area. Uh, and then if you ever, if you ever place all your buildings without getting enough points to refresh your toolbar, uh, you lose. Uh, so it's kind of yep. got, got both a, a high score challenge and then just a, uh, like see how long you can survive challenge mm-hmm. behind space it. management and uh, space management definitely is the, you know, is that, I mean, <clears throat> I think, I think primarily, well, at least the vibe I got is that this game is like kind of more about relaxing and chilling. It doesn't have a super particularly like competitive vibe. And there are a few design choices that kind of um, make it lean a little bit more toward like, uh, uh, a not explicitly competitive experience, kind of like a little bit more um, laid back and not as quite yeah. not, you know, there, there are a few, there are a few choices in here. We can talk about them. Specifically well, but except want. for the, the key one that I say that gives a game, uh, you know, as someone who, when there's a, you know, kind of a, a obstacles, I try to complete them a very completionist yeah. player. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a lose condition and a like, if not a win condition, it has each level has a complete condition. Well, did uh, you ever hit the the lose condition? Uh, no, uh, I once um, got exactly so like you know how you get a um, there it like tells you how many points you need in order to yeah. get refreshed. I got literally yeah. the exact number of points I needed to get wow. it refreshed. So I was on the dot one point lower. I would have failed. Yeah. Uh, I, when I failed, I, uh, had, uh, I was shy by two points and I wasn't even paying attention cause I had kind of accepted that I was going to lose. So I could have right. placed that last park. I probably could have, uh, got Place two points better. out of it if yeah. I was like really careful, but I was, I was really strapped for space, but it, there, it actually like nothing happens. It was, it doesn't say like you lose. It's just like, you can't really progress, but I had never, uh, like advanced on to the next Island, which did you already mention that? I, I forgot. If yeah, you, once so, you yeah. get a certain number of levels, uh, then you get the availability to move on to uh, the next island. So you don't, you can kind of like abandon the island you're you're working on, and you don't get to ever come back to it. Um, and then you can kind of move on to a, a different island, which I presume I assume they kind of like uh, progress through, and the islands have like s- new mechanics get introduced or. Um, at least that's the feeling I got. I, I actually should have played this game more to like experience more islands. Um, but I kind of ended up just like spending a lot of time on the first island, uh, because that's the kind of weirdo that I am. <laughs> so I just played on the first island until I, I couldn't anymore. And it took like over an hour of me just like keep thinking I was going to be doomed and then uh, I'd unlock the next set of buildings and I'd miraculously get a building that was worth like. 50 points and then I would be yeah. saved for another couple yeah, of It's rounds. true that there, I did have a few moments also where it's like, uh, you're kind of starting to like cut it close on your building unlocks. And then suddenly you get something that like one building that like gives you a huge boost and it, or like, or one group of buildings. Like I would distinctly remember on one map, I got like, uh, three huts that were worth 25 each. It was like, boom, back <laughs> in the go. clear. Damn, 25 off a hut. That's so Yeah, well, it's so they have a huge range. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Their radius is enormous. So um, I was able to, I had two separate city centers that were um, with like clusters of houses and mansions around them. And the huts were, were able to get points from both of them. So mm-hmm. Big points on that. There you go. Big point huts. So that's what we're about on edge guard. You know, <laughs> big point huts. Combo breakers. <laughs> um Islanders. so so i'm trying to think of where to start well first of all i wanted to make a little bit of an argument for like this game being a little bit more about relaxing and yeah, just sort yeah, of I was like ask you about that. Aesthetic, uh, 
um, you know, yeah. sort of. I hope this calmness. is deeper than it's just pretty, which to be fair, it is. Well, very pretty. no, that's part of it. It's pretty. <laughs> and the music is very like laid back and kind of soothing. Um, but I think one really key uh, aspect uh, that I think lends it to feeling more um, sort of like laid back and, and, and chill that puts it in contrast with other uh, like city sim type games mm. is that uh, you kind of, there is no grid on which you're building. Like it's not like oh, everything yeah. takes up a discrete unit or some number of discrete units. It's kind of like things are just shapes and uh, w- as you're moving them around, they don't snap to any grid. So that's true. Uh, it kind of ends up looking a lot more like it's kind of ends up looking like uh, Europe versus America. Uh, you know, yeah. when you're like flying in a plane <laughs> over fields in Europe, it's a bunch of these like weird ass shapes and they're all, some of them are all tiny and weird. And then in America, if you fly over in a plane, they're all perfectly, uh, you know, yeah. rectangular gridded out, and like yeah. gridded out uh, just because, uh, you know, the, the, there were, you know, a couple centuries in between when the farms uh, started in America versus the ones in Europe and uh, the, the technology was a bit better. Yeah. Um, so it has kind of like a little bit more of an organic feel and a little bit of a, a less of a like, well, don't, don't, it's not, don't worry about the space, but it's like you're, there is no like optimal uh, space utilization, or at least it doesn't, it's not really about that. I think for, for most players, I think you could probably, uh, conceivably get to a point where you're like, uh, jamming all these buildings together, like Tetris blocks or something. But it it seems to me the choice of not putting everything on a grid is to kind of encourage you to like, yeah, I mean, let your stuff be a little bit more messy. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, to let yourself be more messy and then also to make it feel, like the city's evolution is more organic than planned, mm, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, like the, it's very, it's a big divergence from, uh, Sim city in, in that way, which is much more of the, like the, like North American city planning, right. Where it's like, sure. And Sim city well, just straight up modern city planning, right? That's like, true. Like modern city plan. But I think also, um, the modern city planning, you could say like, like kind of comes into its own in, in the United States, but I take your point mm-hmm. that hmm. um, uh, that it's like in SimCity you start out with a blank a blank canvas and it's like literally a blank canvas. No, I would never play such a game. <laughs> uh, and then you can like you know you you totally rule out with exact uh, grid based precision uh, where uh, each like city zone is going to be. Um, whereas in this, it's much more um, it's much more haphazard, especially since you don't know. Uh, at least the first time you play, you don't know mm-hmm. what your next uh, options for building types sure. are going to be. So you can't you, you can't plan it out totally strategically because you don't know mm-hmm. what. There's not really a tutorial. You learn it by playing. So you don't yeah. really know what building types um, are going to be good with future building types. Uh, sure. Or start. even what what building types will be good in what location based on how you want to build other buildings around them. Right. Sure. Like. Uh, the first time I p- placed down a market, I just like plopped it down right in the middle of the map. And then it made <laughs> it like basically impossible to place any other market because any other market was going to yeah. be uh, like within the radius because I just stuck it right in the middle of the map because it was worth the most points there. But then I ended up losing almost half of those points by putting another market with its, within its radius. Um, but uh I'm trying to think I I had something to go on with that thought and I just uh, lost it. So we're going to move on. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep talking about that um, then. Sure. Maybe it'll come back to you. But the, Mm. the thing that I was wondering was uh, if the, how much the order of your um, options for what Mm -hmm. building package you pick is fixed. Uh, Mm. It's pretty fixed because you never get like, the gold mine for your first one. You always, I think you always get either farm or lumber for your first Untrue. one. Untrue. Untrue. Oh, Mm-mm. what else can you get? I got, um, the, uh, seaweed farm. Oh, that's uh, true. And it does seem an like it's influenced by which Island you're on because the big like water-based mm-hmm. islands, I found that yeah, I'm remembering now. Yeah. I did get the oh, okay. seaweed farm first on two separate, two separate, uh, islands, both of which had less landmass than some other ones. Okay. 
Yeah, and then there's certain like uh, buildings that don't appear until it seems like later in the game once you get. Yes. I mean, I think because their point potential is much higher, so naturally yes. they don't uh, appear until you get and up they, higher. Well, points. they're they or they have a point potential that is 100 percent dependent on other things. Rather than on yeah, that's problem. true. That's true. Like one of the I, things that starts happening mid to late game is you start getting building packages where the buildings give you negative points if they're not next to. Uh, certain yeah things. i mean a lot a lot of them like it kind of all the new buildings end up being like yeah negative 35 and then so you're kind of they, they exist because it's once you've built up like a huge city center with a bunch of mansions and houses all around uh then suddenly it's like all right we have to have a way to balance this so yeah. here's here's a circus that makes everyone in in houses happy and everyone in mansions unhappy yeah uh, i thought that one was funny <laughs> Well, what's yeah. The, so, what's that actually, the procedural rhetoric there? That mansion well, mansion dwellers are all snooty. So, snooty, so I actually wanted to talk to you assholes. about this. <laughs> I I wanted to talk to you about this because I think that there's actually a lot of like theming or like sort of a hint at like uh, political and sociological factors with uh, the the point values and in in the in the points themselves because. Uh, in a, in a normally in a, in a city planning game or in an RTS where you're doing a lot of the same thing where you're sort of um, setting little buildings around each other. Uh, it's all about like uh, maintaining different resources and the ebb and flow of like, okay, I want more money or I need more wood or X or Y. I have different resources that I need mm-hmm. uh, in order to get different things. And I have to have uh, a lot of RTS games will have like, I need houses so that I can increase my population. I need higher population to hire more soldiers and I need more food. And so it's like this balance of resources. Uh, but by like distilling it down into a single, just like point value, it's, uh, it kind of like, I, I don't know. It started coming to like starting to form for me with like at, uh, in a city center at for the first time I get a city center, it's like, okay, there's a city center. And then the other buildings that come in the pack are houses and mansions. And I just started s- sort of placing stuff haphazardly. And then I realized that mansions are worth more points, uh, close to the city center and they have to be right next to it in yes. order to, have for a it much to count. smaller radius of effect. Exactly. So suddenly I'm like reading it as this sort of, uh, uh, comment, on how uh the the centers of metropolitan areas uh exist solely or mostly for the wealthy people yeah uh, to to actually live and like all the poor people have to live near the city center in order to uh exist and survive and have places to work but uh cannot afford to live yeah in order uh, to walk the the dogs and nanny the children of the mansion dwellers yeah or even to just do any kind of work even uh, their own independent work. I mean, all human populations that I know of, or at least like sort of Western, you know, at least in the U S I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to walk that back a little bit and say like the U S like it's all around, uh, around cities. Like the, the huge population areas are all around a city and sort of like fanning outward. Uh, and like, you know, the, the cost of living just gets higher and higher, the closer to the mm-hmm. center of things you get. Uh, and so I don't know, there's like, I, th- I don't know if it's explicitly c- political or if I'm reading into this in a way that's maybe not intended or maybe it's just because that's the way things are in real life. That's the assumption that was made in this game. So it wasn't like included with some. No, spoli- I, uh, speci- it, no I think it's know? totally just a, like I think that it, it's it's not political in the sense of like it, it has a um, like it's trying to be persuasive. I don't think. Yeah. Or say but a statement. Yeah. Or make like make a make it like yeah make it's not trying to make an argument and convince you mm-hmm. of something. But it is like it clearly has a a certain kind of representation of how cities work that it is playing with, and that one uh, is maybe like uh, based on a certain kind of um, political view of the world. And it, sure, you know, it's so it's like um, it's 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 very like um, it's very interested in like what happens when space is constrained. I felt like, mm, like, yeah. uh, like the, the thing that you end up doing as, you know, God, the God's eye view urban planner who wants mm-hmm. to, uh, get enough points to keep playing is, yeah. uh, is, is yeah. Like placing buildings based on their return. So you, mm-hmm. you know, you can get more for the mansions if they're, if they gobble up the good real estate and you know mm-hmm. that you want to you want to keep the the like industry and the residential separate, 
Um, or at least some of the, that one wasn't actually unclear for me because some of the some of the industry, like the gold mine, you really don't want mm. by the buildings. But like the yeah. the lumber yards, it seemed like it was fine. Sure. So I, wasn't I mean, sure about people got to have somewhere to work. You know, you that's true. Be Everyone here's a lumberer, but no one wants to be a miner. <laughs> In this universe, lumber Listen. lumberjacking is the good work. Everyone wants to be a lumberjack. I mean, I think in real life, people also don't like mining. It is uh, incredibly dangerous. <laughs> so it's dark. Um, it's dangerous. It's dark. It's dangerous. You know, you could get not well ventilated down there for a while. Yeah, that's true. Dirty. Um, really pretty dirty. But I, I kind of wanted to talk and see if you had any interpretation of like what, if any, the 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 meaning of the point value is because like my first uh, thought is to take it to like, Oh, it's the, the uh, monetary value money, that this yeah. adds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but then there's also, maybe it's some sort of general societal value. That's more like a sort of so- social, I don't know. It's like, what is the, the point value representing? Because in a, in a certain light, like, uh, you know, having it represent strictly like monetary value, this game can start to feel like, you know, it feels a little bit more like I'm building like a capitalist utopia, right? Where it's like all oh, this great, uh, you know, uh, just because like making everything so explicitly about like points and value, uh, like yeah. the value you add and maximizing the value you add feels like a very like capitalistic thing to yeah. me. I mean, I, even um, if it isn't explicitly money, it's definitely the case that like, um, you know, maybe it's just because we all like, you know, we live in capitalism, so we're intimately familiar with like how money works. It informs like every every bit of our life. We're constantly thinking about it, so it's very mm-hmm. hard to like interact with any number based resource allocation system and not think, mm-hmm. ah, this is money. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> although I, my tendency would be to be guessed uh, based on the the names of the creators that maybe this game was made in Europe and maybe they're not in like full on. <laughs> Capital, I don't know. Constant uh, penny pinching money thought. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Europe. I don't know much about the world. I'm very stupid. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it just like for as uh, peaceful and like nice th- as this game is, uh, there was like a little bit of like, am I just like becoming a, a an evil landlord because I'm like <laughs> I want to I shouldn't have put these houses here all these poor people are taking up my valuable space near the city center I'll give them a there are the only way to make them worthwhile is to put a circus out there for them to go entertain themselves uh, circuses yeah. yeah yeah but then the, and then there's like other uh factors where like uh temples and circuses don't want to be around each other so it's like sort of the implied like you know I don't There's know kind of religious value here. The too. holy, yeah, yeah, like the the holy uh, church doesn't want to be associated with like buffoonery and witchcraft <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like uh, there's a lot of like little touches like that that kind of like. Uh, imply toward a more like that there's a little bit more going on under the surface of this game yeah uh, yeah i mean know, I, than- I did find myself thinking about that in um a lot of different ways both in the sense of like that it it has a kind of like it it, it how to put this it um it incentivizes a sort of like capitalist use of space around the city center specifically that's the one where it most seemed like you're, you're mm-hmm. doing a kind of like money or property logic but there mm-hmm. were also just other moments where like the point values like seemed to like tell a little bit of a story for me i thought it was really interesting that everyone wanted to be near the shamans but the shamans didn't want to be near the shamans mm, like yeah. i i'm like hmm, what is so what is the the role of shaman in this society well, everyone wants to be the only shaman They'll, yeah exactly like you want to like the shamans are like competing for uh competing yeah. for uh for customers i guess i don't know or interest, yeah ideological yeah. adherence to their particular kind of shamanism and yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's interesting that uh like the way like you were saying that it, the sort of even these simple mechanics can start to tell a story because like um with i'm trying to think of what building it was or i with natural resources so on mm. my first island uh as you start running low on space on the island you um will go to like put a building and in uh say on top of like a tree or like 
uh, a big pa- like patch of rocks, right? And in yeah. a in a more standard game, you'd either have to like pre terraform land to make it uh, so that's like okay, there was like a big rocky thing here, and so I can go have guys hit it with a you know peasants hit it with a pickaxe for twenty <laughs> minutes, and then when I come back, then it's I can build a building out. there. Yeah. Whereas in this game, it just goes away, and so it's like, oh, I can just put this here. Well, some but of them I didn't will go away. Not I didn't realize now. until later that there are uh, buildings where being near these resources makes them more valuable. So, yeah. for example, lumberjacks have to be around trees yep. to be more worthwhile. And by the time I had gotten my first lumberjacks, like a lot of my trees were gone uh, That's because I lumberjacks didn't. Were the I didn't first realize. Thing I got. Yeah, see, I my first game, I didn't get Lumberjacks, and they just didn't come up again oh, for a long time. Interesting. And so by the time I got them, there were, like, no trees left. And so it oh. kind of, like, told a similar story to maybe what's uh, happening right now with, like, uh, you know, resource deplete, like, natural resources yeah. becoming depleted and climate change. Is that, like, we didn't realize we were doing damage until it was uh, too late or Extremely getting close too to late. too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, mean, that, that's another sort of way that the the sort of, like, um, like uh, m- like resource maxima maximization mechanic turns into a parable about about capitalism. That's like be- because you're just you're just trying to get points. Uh, mm-hmm. you it's quite likely that you'll you know bulldoze all the trees early on, and then later yeah. on it'll come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, and uh, another thing that is like s- kind of coupled with that that I started. Uh, feeling was like um, I started zooming in on my city uh, just to like get a get a nice look at it you know uh, up close <laughs> in a game like this it's fun I mean I always loved as a kid the the initial appeal of like uh, uh, um, a real-time strategy game where you're playing like you know Age of Empires or something where you're seeing these little units run around just like seeing all these little tiny toy-like guys run around but then it was also kind of fun to zoom in and be like oh yeah those are like a whole little guy and I can get up close to them but then I can <laughs> zoom way out Um and I will say that, uh, that it did make me a little bit sad that like uh, there are no little people. Obviously, I understand. That, yeah, but that's that. I feel like that's part of the toy like pleasure of a game like this is. Yeah, uh, it's just seeing little tiny. Uh, I think we've talked before about the sort of uh, uh, weird toy like quality of things being much bigger than they are in real life or much smaller. Yeah, um, yeah, we have. So that aspect was was missing. But I also feel like. Uh, you get a little bit of loss of the feeling of industriousness of like Mm. watching your little peasants march around and back and forth, uh, uh, moving resources or just going about their business. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's that, I feel like that's a lot of the appeal for these games is like, uh, creating, uh, a a productive society like uh, it it sort of epitomizes our obsession with uh having min-maxing. some sort of value of spending all your time not even just min maxing but just like everything i do should have an explicit outcome like even just in right. life like, like no, people talk no about like wasted yeah like i had a good day i was productive or like people be like oh i didn't have a very good day i wasn't very productive and it's i wonder how much of that comes like from sort of cultural uh like it's a culturally ingrained thing or if it's more of an inherent thing of just like uh you must have proof that your time created something very uh, cultural <laughs> I, yeah I that's say, what that's what i would, I would that's say, what i would argue yeah, i mean to, maybe, you can maybe make an argument that like like um it's it's human nature to if you if you've already decided you're going to do something to prefer mm-hmm. doing it uh like with less effort than more, uh, but the mm. but feeling guilty about not having done something that mm-hmm. or, or not 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 feeling guilty about not having d- worked even when there isn't anything in particular you needed to have done. That's sure. an extremely like modern cultural sort of anxiety. Yeah, and it's it's something that a game like this doesn't quite prey prey upon, but it lets you like express in a way yeah. that's fun and enjoyable is it like it feels very productive to like watch all these little guys scurry around <laughs> uh, going about their business and make sure that they're never having an idle moment right uh because in these games it's like i mean you think about a game like starcraft where actions per minute or like clicks per minute is uh, a unit that is talked about all the time is like the best players are utilizing their you know hundreds or thousands of units uh within the time they have really well because they can 
send them around and have them doing so many things all the time that their their individual units are having such so little idle time uh and so it's it's interesting that this game doesn't have that and maybe that's a reason why uh you know the buildings don't animate that much there's not that the all the humans are implied and not shown because this game is a little bit more about uh you know relaxing and yeah still making still making like tactical decisions or strategic decisions about placing buildings but not about like uh time isn't really a factor at all and resources running out isn't a factor yeah other than space space is the only yeah i mean i would say the the big difference between this and some other like um other kinds of like resource management games is that the the it doesn't want you to master your resources like it doesn't mm. um it it doesn't give you the opportunity to it it's it's sort of built in a way that it is inevitable that there will be like imperfections and like in like um you know cur- curved lines rather than straight lines in the mm-hmm. in the way that your like city uh, gets laid out like it, it's sort of about like um like the city as like something that's evolved rather than like just like top down imposed yeah absolutely and i think i think that ties back into uh like not having the buildings on a grid it, yeah. it, like we talked discussed earlier it just feels a lot more like how it would have happened in real life is people weren't being like oh there's there's not going to be in a, in 200 years there's not going to be very much space here <laughs> so we have to plan uh, because for this that. is this is going to become a mecca of industry or whatever. So we have to like build everything close together and on these nice grids with the best space utilization. It's like, no nah, man, people just built shit because they wanted to have places want to a live house. or whatever. I'm going to build it right here. Yeah. Yeah. The more I think about it, actually, that there are a lot of ways that the design is encouraging like that way of thinking about mm-hmm. the city. Like there's not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of elevation difference. So you're mm-hmm. always going to have um, like on a particular level, uh, a very limited amount of space. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a lot of uh, um, the the fact that you have to space things out in relation to each other, but it doesn't give you the ability to compare uh, what those what the spaces for different things are, unless you're literally placing that thing. Makes mm. it so you you're not mm. doing any long term planning. You're only planning mm. with regard to what you're eyeballing what, it. Yeah. What, what exists right at that moment. You're not like. Like, you know, in SimCity, you have a toolbar that's, like, literally every item. So you can be like, okay, what if I Absolutely. put this here and then this here and this here? And you can also bulldoze things once you've placed them down. That's another huge thing yeah. that this game has is you cannot remove any buildings once they've been placed. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, good. It's a it's a nice touch. So, yeah. see, remember at the beginning of the episode when I was like, I can make an argument for why this is, <laughs> you know, not about, you know careful planning you just helped me make that yeah. argument no later i in think episode. i think you're definitely you're definitely right it's like it's like um city building as urban sprawl rather than urban planning like mm. like watch mm. and and that's why i don't know the cities that you build in this game feel much more like i don't know like organic than yeah they feel than they like, feel more real like yeah even though they're like more cartoonish than some other city playing games they still feel mm. more like real there's so much more like texture yeah i mean i said i ended up sending you sending you a picture so i haven't explicitly said this but um when i started playing this game i i got to the point where it's like all right you can move on to the next island now or you can keep playing this one and i was Mm, like i want to see how long i can keep this first island going and that ended up being like 80 or 90 percent of the time i spent with this game so far is just uh building out that first island and i i took a screenshot once i finally ran out of uh uh, buildings to build uh and it like it does have uh, a weird feel of like a certain kind of uh early hu- or maybe not early human but uh the c- cities that are still standing uh in you know uh europe that are some of the oldest human-made building or cities that still exist mm. um it has a, a similar feel to that uh i guess one of my roommates was uh recently in uh dubrovnik and mm. uh brought back some pictures and it was like it's amazing it's basically i forget what exactly they call it but it's like a cultural site so they aren't allowed you can't tear down any buildings and build yeah something like that you can't tear down any of the buildings and build modern buildings on top Mm -hmm. of it so it has this weird just look about it where it's just like it looks so old but it's still there and it's like all right well what the hell is your job if you live like there people live in these buildings it's like 
according to my roommate, they're all, uh, you know, redone on the inside, but on the outside, it looks like a building built, you know, yeah. 800 years ago or however long ago, probably not that long. I don't know. I don't know how old things are. I'm not a historian. <laughs> I'm very stupid. As I said before, uh, but it's, uh, it's just like such a different style of, of city and looking at it. It's just like, well, what the hell is someone's job who lives in the dead center of Dubrovnik? Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, what does that, what does that person do? How do you make a living? Is it expensive? No you know? idea. <laughs> I have no idea either, but it looks great. It looks very cool. Yeah. I'm actually looking at a picture of Dubrovnik right now and it really does like, that's kind of what the the cities in this game look like. Also, just like the the orange, the orange roofs. Orange roofs, yeah. yeah. That's a very like famous. Yeah, I feel like this pictures. game trades in the orange roofs of like Dubrovnik, and then sort of the white and blue of like uh, whatever that Greek city is that everyone's always you know that's what's the the overwatch map that's you know white it's just like the white with blue oh uh athens no no not athens no i don't um, know it's it's a coastal city in your or it might be multiple that all have that same sort of white and blue yeah i know uh, i know which overwatch map you're talking about yeah and i, I feel don't. like it's in been in 50 video games <laughs> as just like here's our greece map you get dude i don't know um ilios that's what it is yeah. in Overwatch. I don't know if that's oh, real. okay. That's probably not a real place in the. Yeah, I think it's uh, just according cycladic houses or cyclades. Cyclades, maybe. Up. Oh, that sounds know. more Greek. Yeah. Here's a here's a a video by Insider, a three minute explainer why Greece is painted white and blue. I'm gonna watch it now. Lot no, is it because they're. Uh, national colors are white and blue or it's probably the opposite direction. Their national colors are white and blue because everything in Greece is white and blue. I have no idea, <laughs> but it, it, it sure looks neat. Um, anyway, I, I did have, uh, was there anything else you had on this sort of train of thought before I uh, make a left turn? Uh, no, I wanted to talk about the achievements next, but we can do your, your thing next. Okay. Um, so at the, at the top of the episode, uh, we mentioned that the, the, the description for this game says a minimalist strategy game and you said it was more of a puzzle game and it kind of it kind of got me thinking about like strategy versus puzzle and uh how a strategy game in many ways is just a puzzle game without an explicit solution or like a goal right mm. like a, in a lot of times yeah, you're presented like a strategy true. versus a puzzle game there's a presentation of like similar mechanics that build on each, on top of each other in 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 similar ways although that might be it I don't, that's not a fully formed thought that's just something that popped in my head when you said that uh yeah a strategy it, game it, is a series of puzzle games connected to each other with a time mm, with a and it mm, has a time constraint i guess that's not a true. bunch of because like turn-based strategy is a thing yeah yeah but also each turn is its own puzzle yeah i mean that's why like people have described into the breach as like uh, both a puzzle game and a (sighs) turn-based strategy into the breach what a game wow yeah i mean i think it's like it's not a i think that is a very old like um uh very intrinsic and and also very old like overlapping of game genres puzzle and strategy oh, like like sure chess puzzles like chess problems like that's mm-hmm. that's like a, a genre of puzzle where you 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 get a chess board that's laid out sure. uh laid out uh mid game and then mm-hmm. there's a a problem it's like white can win in five moves without moving their bishop and you yeah, have to I figure mean, out what it is i think many games uh that have existed for hundreds or thousands of years have gone from strategy games to uh puzzle games because uh because of all, so all the strategies have been employed so many times uh that at this point it's just like uh trying to not fall into uh one of the pitfalls or whatever yeah. that is known to exist i mean it's the same reason like chess engines uh you know exist and work is yeah. because you know because your an, action space is so constrained yeah, and it's it's something that you could never get with a video game, right? Because at this point, there are many games from as little as like ten or fifteen years ago that, uh, like, without doing illegal things, you just can't play or 
there's the hardware doesn't exist anymore or it was never able to be emulated mm. so it's kind of interesting how things can uh evolve in that way um but anyway let's talk about achievements what did you want to say about achievements um i just thought they were they were interesting um you probably didn't get a bunch of them because uh Mm. Um, because ma- okay. many of Shots them fired, re- I guess. Well, no, many of them <laughs> required go- going to the next islands, and you you mm. just like maximize how much you got on one island. Although now that I'm looking about it, there are some achievements that are like get a certain number of points on the same. Yeah, which I did same get island. So I guess you got some of those then. Yeah. What? So how many achievements did you end up getting? I got. Where's my? Uh, Twelve of twenty six. I got nine, <laughs> um, but I got uh, Islander reach a score of 800 on the first level, you know? Oh, I did um, not get that one. I did not get that one. Yeah. First Islander. Oh, yeah. Score 1,500 yeah. points in one match, you know? Uh, build 100 buildings. I guess that probably... Well, I got 1,500 points in one match because one match is... Oh, counts across counts levels. Counts across levels. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Islands, so yeah. do you only, maybe I didn't technically hit the lose condition because maybe you only lose if you run out of buildings and you don't have any islands to progress to. That might maybe be the case. That mm, might be the case. Interesting. But, um, um, I got brilliant position, which is earned 50 points from one building. Yeah, I got um, that one too. Did you get wealthy? Have at least 12 buildings in your inventory at once? That's an interesting uh, no. One. Yeah, that one. Not. I mean, so if you look at the, it's funny, um, the the achievements i thought were much more kind of like just reproducing the the sort of normal um management sim rhetoric so it's like wealthy mm, there sure. there's like they're called like settlement colony empire one's called sure. like king emperor there are some about like space utilization or like just yeah. having a lot of buildings yeah so it's still the case that even if you're trying to make a game that's about like urban evolution rather than like urban i don't know domination or something it's still like <laughs> it's still like the uh easiest way to like represent what you're talking about is to just use words like empire like this genre sure. this genre is very like uh imperial imperial yeah seriously Maybe it's about like looking down at space as the as the master of a whole domain so sure we're all so, we're, so how we're many- all little emperors when we play resource management sims <laughs> i'm always a little emperor You're always a little um, napoleon you know me um disgusting how many points did you end up with in the game i'm gonna guess it's a lot more than me uh three thousand okay not that much more than me i ended up with uh so i i didn't lose i just stopped playing but i had like 2200 but 1788 was what i got on the first island before oh, i wow. ran out of uh buildings That's way place. more. Uh, first island i only had a few hundred so yeah, I felt pretty good about that. Like I said, it was over an hour of just like cultivating my my little island and doing my doing my best. Um, and I, I think it turned out good. I'm I'm proud of my my little island. You, you should know. be. It it looks kind of nice, you know. Got all of my seaweed farms along the beach. Got a couple of nice breweries. Plenty of parks. <laughs> I got a balloon. I got a hot air balloon. I that's never got a sweet. balloon. Yeah, that's one advantage to doing the same one is you get deeper into the like tech tree. Yeah, yeah. I got some. Did you ever get a monument? Um, no, I don't think so. The latest I got cool was so I got the gold mine, the temple. That was the last thing I got. Okay. Yeah, I had a I had a temple. I had a monument. Had a. <laughs> I had a uh, water plateau, uh, which is like a big, uh, like boardwalk basically. Uh, and I, uh, uh, I got a plateau to, and a water, like, wait, a water plateau. It's just the thing where you like can place buildings like, on the water, right? Over the water. Yeah. It's just yeah. like wood. So it's just like the, a on the second, on second or third level, I forget which one you get that mm-hmm. super early because it's a small, it's a small oh, like see. string of islands. So you don't have yeah. enough space, so it gives a, that to you earlier. Yeah, I I <laughs> had a very funny situation where um, I was like looking at where to build the water plateau, and I was just kind of dragging it around. So I dragged it off into the uh, into the ocean, and then started moving it backward. And my map had sort of like two distinct levels. Like half of the the level was on this raised platform, the other half was down on this like beach, and the water plateau just like clipped underneath the. Uh, 
the plateau part and thought it was still on the water so i was able to place it strategically like right in the middle of the island underneath the ground so it was worth like 50 or 60 points (laughs) because it was just although it kind of defeated the purpose that i couldn't put buildings on top of it anymore or at least i couldn't put any more buildings because there were already buildings Uh, on top of the ground that it was underneath that putting buildings on top of the the plateaus plateaus was not actually that point yeah efficient i mean it's it's space it's the main value it gives you is more space but i found that the the extra points you get for putting it on top directly on top of something was rarely sure it was rarely relevant yeah yeah i probably got more from having it be centrally located than i would have from being able to put other buildings on it although i say that now i may have been able to survive longer if i had you know could put stuff off away from buildings that it clashed with you know but (laughs) i guess i'll never know well, you're you're yawning, so I'm gonna guess that we're we're out of uh, we're out no, of uh, that's a, things a, to discuss a, here. A purely personal problem. Um, pretty much. I just wanted to say that I like the um, uh, I thought that it uh, the sort of like core mechanic of this game was a very um, uh, deep and clever, cleverly thought out. Which, and by that I mean the the fact that you have. Each each package of buildings usually has a uh, buildings that get more points for being close to the same thing, but not mm-hmm. close to each other. And I thought sure. that that was a really simple uh, sort of design move that created really interesting situations where you wanted you wanted to try to get your lumber yards as close to the um, lumber camp. No, your lumberjacks as close to the lumber yard as possible without but making far them, away from but as far other. from each other as possible. Yeah, and, I mean that, it does a really that made some interesting uh, city layouts. Yeah, I mean it's very interesting how they they took a sort of a genre and an expectation that a player would have, distilled it into something that seems so much simpler, but that yeah. has its own set of complexities that are totally different from what inspired it but still interesting and worth sort of uh, exploring and, and uh, you know, trying to, to work within it subverts your expectations a little bit. And also um, I think adds something a little bit new and, and, and fun to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is a game well worth playing. It's uh, yeah. I, I don't think we said this at the top of the episode. I'm realizing we just, uh, we messed up, but it is, it does. It's five bucks on steam. Yeah. Five bucks. Um, definitely worth, worth it five bucks cheap. in my opinion yeah it's very cheap um i i uh just like a final point of praise i just like it's also a, a genre that you wouldn't think to make a minimalist version of because the, yeah absolutely. the management sim is such a maximalist genre normally mm-hmm. in the sense of like it's like exploding often to a fault with like yeah. options uh and this sure. is like what if we do that but we don't have that <laughs> yeah yeah. So. Also, put it on. Put it on a phone, and I will play this game. Yeah, uh, seriously, ten, ten times as much. <laughs> or even put it on a Nintendo Switch, and I'll play it ten times as much. Something I can do wherever I am. Uh, but uh, anyway, with that, uh, we can talk about our next game that we're playing. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that too. Which um. uh, is just <laughs> titled. It doesn't really have a, a title. It just says "Explore Kyoto's Red Gates." in unreal engine uh which is uh, a little bit different than than uh what we've done before but basically this person has uh recreated a real life location uh this sort of shrine or series of uh red gates um from uh, uh, a japanese shrine near kyoto yeah a, um, a, like famous historical yeah location, landmark and this yeah. person has painstakingly uh, built this in Unreal Engine 4 and it from the screenshots it looks beautiful uh, looks like really carefully uh, modeled and and uh, textured and lit uh, to sort of just be look really good um, yeah. and I think there's a there's an in-game camera uh, to sort of take your own photographs um, and I think that you can sort of pick the song that's playing. Either way, it's it's something a little different in that I think there will be like no explicit gamification. Uh, but yeah. I'm 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 really excited to walk around in it anyway because it looks uh, yeah impressive. It looks really impressive, and it it also just seemed like an interesting sort of like uh, I'm hoping it'll open up some. 
some questions about like what games are and what games can do. And, oh, like, sure. And like also just what it means to like be alive in the digitally mediated world we live in where now you can just like go to famous tourist locations on your computer that have been reproduced yeah, in like precise detail. detail. Yeah. Absolutely. So that'll be, yeah. it'll be a good, uh, good conversation. But anyway, this, this is by uh, caves. RD is the, uh, is the, the creator on itch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they have, it looks like three of these sort of photorealistic yeah, ones in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, things that you can explore. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll be, uh, since this might be kind of uh, hard to find, Oh, actually www.cavesrd.com. Uh, but <laughs> regardless, you should still follow us on Twitter because we'll tweet it out and you know, it's easier than typing www.cavesrd.com in your browser bar. Clicking a hyperlink. Uh, just, Type typing a hyper or not typing tapping a hyperlink on Twitter from your friends at uh, at EdgeGuardCast. <laughs> yeah. So if you want that ease delivered straight to your palm of your hand, uh, you should follow us. Um, and if you have any recommendations for uh, games we should play, um, or if you have uh, feedback on podcasts, we'd love to hear it. It's always fun to to chat with the listeners. So follow us there. Tweet at us. Um, and uh, we'll be playing Explore Kyoto's Red Gates next week, and we will talk to you then.